Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 98 of the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast. And I am your host, Paul Marquis. Today, we're going to be um, talking about something a little different. We're going to be chatting about ergonomic concepts, especially for people who sit a lot. So, you know, when you look at a person, they come into your clinic, they have, you know, some myofascial issues, maybe some sort of injury of some sort, and, and you think that work is a contributing factor, or maybe the scenario that they're in at work is a contributing factor. Well, what we do know is that about 20% of the time, ergonomics can contribute to somebody's pain, but most oftentimes, or 80% of the time, it's their physical condition and their ability to tolerate doing these activities. All right. So this is going to be a loaded topic today and we're going to have a lot to cover here. So we're going to try to break this down. We're just going to talk about ergonomics for people who spend a lot of time sitting, especially at like a video display terminal. And we're going to talk about how small changes can make a huge difference when it comes to ergonomics. But before we do that, I'd like to just take a moment to hear a word from our sponsors. Do you experience leg and foot fatigue when standing for long periods of time? A main doctor and the company he founded, Mainly Technology Group, have created a high-tech, all-terrain, chemical-free sock designed to reduce fatigue. The Easy Glider Sock has a graduated compression weave to keep blood flowing and to keep you energized. Created by Dr. Lee Thibodeau, the Easy Glider is also frictionless, lightweight, warm, extremely durable, and wicks away moisture. The socks will stay fresh for days, thanks to the organic antimicrobial agent, Kytosan. Easy Glider is the only sock you'll ever need for sports, work, and leisure. To find out more, visit EasyGliderSocks.com. That's EasyGliderSocks.com. Did you know that over 90% of foot and ankle problems are caused by a tight calf muscle? Introducing the Easy Slant, a durable, adjustable, and portable calf stretching device. The Easy Slant was designed to increase stretching compliance and get you back on your feet and feeling better faster. So if you work with patients seeking to ease or avoid foot pain or clients who want to improve their athletic performance, look no further. Visit EasySlant.com to learn more or order yours today. Enter coupon code OEP for a 10% discount on your first Easy Slant. Hello and welcome back. So today we're going to talk about ergonomics. Um, let's, you know, let's not get too super technical with this because trust me, this can we we can do a topic on this for and talk about this for for days and days and days. But we're going to try to break this down. We're going to try to make this a little bit easier for you. One of the things I do want you to remember is that if you go to you know a a patient's place of employment and you start making some huge dramatic changes and you just go barging in there, that employer is number one not going to be happy with you. Um you need to make sure that you kind of tone it down when you go in there. Uh, you're not in your house anymore. You're in somebody else's, um, you know, place of work. So, you know, go in, be attentive, um, make sure that you ask permission from the employer first. Uh, if you go in there thinking you're going to make four or five, six hundred dollars worth of changes, uh, you're probably not likely to, you know, get referrals from that person back, you know, for uh, future ergonomic evaluations. And uh, so, you know, be attentive to that. We want to try to save this company money. We want to make sure that their employees are happy. And uh, you want to, uh, you know, you want to make sure that 
when the the patient or employee has questions for you, um, you listen and uh, you try to make some reasonable changes. All right. So you, you need to remember that when you're working with a patient, maybe you're with them for an hour. Well, that's one hour out of 24 hours. And maybe you're only seeing them three times a week. So that's three hours that you're going to influence them through a whole week's worth of time. All right. So, you know, you don't know what they're doing the rest of their day uh, when they're at work, when they're at home, when they're sleeping. And so what you want to do as a medical provider is try to influence the patient to change the contributing factors that affect their condition throughout the day. So not just while they're in therapy, but what are they doing when they're not in therapy? All right. So I think the best way to kind of explain what I just mentioned is to give you an example. So let's say you have, you know, somebody who is a transport dispatcher. This is somebody who is taking lots of phone calls, organizing which uh, transport trucks go to certain areas, picking up certain loads, dropping them off in other areas, and organizing all that. So they may be looking at a couple um, monitors, and they're doing a lot of typing, they're answering a lot of calls, and, uh, you know, they're behind a computer monitor sometimes 8, 9, 10 hours a day. Um, so think about that. You're sitting, you're stagnant behind the computer, not moving a lot. And maybe during their break time, you know, they, they take 15 minutes, maybe grabbing a bite, um, getting on their cell phone, maybe looking down a lot. Uh, this person might be the type of person who sits the phone on the shoulder and they, they laterally flex their head to one side to hold the phone in place, maybe while they're using the keyboard. Uh, that keyboard may be on top of the desk and in, not in a good position. I recently did an evaluation where somebody was sitting in their chair and the seat pan was pitched forward by about 20 degrees and uh, this person was holding themselves up in their chair all day long and didn't th even think about that. Uh, sometimes the monitor's off to one side or it's too low. And so, um, you know, those are all factors at work. So what happens when they leave there? Well, maybe they drive home. That could be a half hour, one hour ride. Um, they're stagnant again. They get home. Maybe they eat dinner. They sit down, watch some TV. Again, stagnant. They might get on a tablet uh, and they're looking down and they're in this sustained postural stress position, which is not good. Okay, the body needs to move. As my grandmother, uh, who was 98 years old, who just passed away, she said, um, her, this was her saying, and she walked Every day she was very, very active, used her insurance for the first time this year. Um, and she always said, if you stop moving, you're going to rust. And uh, that is very, very true. Okay, so we need to keep people moving. Um, and then, you know, this person may finish up their evening and then go to sleep. And then we typically sleep in this fetal position, which is stagnant and flexed uh, in one position for a long period of time. So... Let's say that, um, you know, this dispatcher has some upper trapezius pain, some chronic upper trap pain, which is very common with people who sit in that position for a long period of time. That therapist goes to therapy for this treatment, and maybe they're there for an hour. And um, what we want to do is we want to try to decrease that amount of stress on their body, but we want to influence them more during the day. Okay, so this is where you can make an impact with ergonomic modifications. So you're going to influence that patient a little bit more without even being there. So here are a couple things I want you to consider. First of all, you need to ask permission before you go into the workplace. 
So you can ask the employee's permission, but you really need to ask the employer's permission. This is their house you're going into. You want to make sure that they're comfortable having you there. You need to make them understand that uh, what you're going to do is going to help decrease further workplace injury, ultimately decreasing work comp costs and um, increasing productivity and increasing quality of life. So really, they get a real big bang for their buck. All right. Second, once you get there, um, watch the employee work for a while. Don't don't just ask questions uh, and, um, you know, just watching them work can really give you a starting place. Take some notes while they're doing what they what they typically do during their day. Don't go in there opening up a can of worms by allowing the patient to just spew out information about how their employer doesn't treat them well because they didn't give them a good chair or they don't have a good workstation. Um, That's not why you are there. Involve the patient. Ask, um, don't ask open-ended questions, um, but involve them and, and let them kind of give you some information. But as a provider, make sure that you are in control of that evaluation. All right. So it doesn't get out of hand. Um, you know, if they have a phone and they keep it on the side of their shoulder, between their shoulder and their head, and they're pitched off to the side, um, that, in my opinion, should be illegal. Those people need to have headsets. Okay. So that is something I kind of talk about right away, you know, the importance of that. And I've seen so many people who do this kind of work and they pitch the neck off to one side, hold the phone while they're on the monitor, while they're on the keyboard inputting information and really causing some serious neck problems. I've seen everything from large herniated discs who have needed surgery to people with chronic myofascial neck pain, uh, and that can be easily remedied by um, a headset. And now you're not even attached to anything anymore. You know, you can get these things with Bluetooth. You can walk around and take calls, um, which is what our secretary does, and it's uh, it makes them more active, and um, it kind of uh, detaches them. They don't feel like they're on a leash. Um, so that can be very helpful. You know, square up the chair. When you see them sitting in their chair, their knees and hips should be at about 90 degrees. So make sure that um, the seat pan is nice and neutral, not tilted forward, but not tilted too far back so that you have a 90 degree position at their knees and their hips. Um, And that's important. Now, if somebody is really short in the legs, uh, maybe putting a little something under their feet, like a little wedge, um, so that they can get their legs in a better position can be very helpful. Now, when when I say seat pan, that is the piece that people sit on. Make sure that that is not too short and that there's a little bit of space, maybe a couple of inches between the calf muscle and the seat pan, and that will give you much more thigh support and uh, make, uh, make the person much more comfortable. As far as the monitor goes, you want that to be pretty much straight in front of the person. If they have two monitors, get them as close as possible and try to center them so that they're not looking off to one side. I don't know how often I go into a workplace and the computer monitor is completely off to the left side um, and the mouse is off to the right and maybe the phone is off to the right. It just doesn't make sense to me. So um, good common sense. You want to try to keep everything straight on as, as much as possible. And sometimes considering computer glasses so that you uh, avoid this forward head posture where you're trying to, you know, look for the screen and trying to see things. Uh, so you want to make sure that you, uh, you, you know, get some good glasses if need be to help with that. The keyboard should be over the thighs and usually on a removable keyboard tray or something you can kind of um, tuck away underneath a desk. And the elbows should be at about 90 degrees. So if your elbows are at 90 degrees, the hands are on the, um, the keyboard, 
Get rid of the armrest. You really should never have to rest your arms on an armrest. It's really not good for your ulnar nerves. It puts a lot of compression there at the cubital tunnel. And so when you're in the right position and your head is in a nice neutral position, it can make a huge difference. And I just did an ergonomic evaluation on a young lady who worked at a desk all day long and made some of these simple uh, changes like we did today, and it didn't even cost a lot. Uh, you know, we just needed to raise the monitor some and uh, by putting a ream of paper underneath the monitor and uh, a significant difference with that. We changed the seat pan angle and uh, got her a bigger chair, and that worked really, really well. And so all these little things can make a huge uh, difference. Now, a lot of people are, are, are saying now, well, why don't you just get a sit-stand station? And I think those are great. Uh, I think breaking up your activity from sitting to standing is a good thing. Now, one thing we need to remember is that, you know, people say, well, sitting is a bad thing if you do it for too long. Well, slouching is a bad thing if you do it for too long. Sitting or standing up really straight with your shoulders back in a constant uh, state like that for a long period of time is bad for you also. You need to change your positions often, okay? And that's probably one of the healthiest healthiest things you can do uh, in regards to ergonomics and, and working, especially when you work in a static posture for a long period of time, all right? So now let's say that um, this dispatcher, you know, had this chronic trap pain. You're treating the patient for an hour, so you're doing something active. You're doing some soft tissue mobilization probably, some modalities, uh, some physical strengthening, postural retraining. Now, this person is going to be spending eight hours in a less stressful position while they're at work. You give them a home exercise program that probably takes them a half hour to do. Now you're affecting and modifying about nine and a half hours of their day. Well, that's better than just one hour a day, three days a week in therapy. All right, so you can see how you've now changed that. And if we really got deep into this, we could talk about sleeping postures. We can talk about, you know, positioning a, a, an iPad in a better position so there's not so much stress on the neck. We can talk about uh, exercises that are done hourly at work. So now... Um, you're affecting that person and you're not even there. So you're making changes that can be really beneficial. So I hope I didn't overwhelm you too much with, with today's information. I just wanted to make sure we got a couple pointers out there that I hope you can take and, and, and talk to your patients about. And these little changes can be huge sometimes. And, and sometimes people are in an ergonomic mess. You do need to make dramatic changes. And um, sometimes that just has to happen. But I think when employers understand uh, how much benefit they will get in other ways, uh, they, they find some value in that and then do want to spend a little bit of money to make sure that the ergonomic setup is uh, correct. So I'll be doing other episodes regarding ergonomics. We'll be talking about lifting, pushing, pulling, um, doing more active ergonomic stuff. Uh, but uh, like I said, you know, there's so much you can talk about in regards to ergonomics and I hope to be able to bring more of that to you and um, you know if you uh, have any questions please get in touch with me I know we've had some trouble getting through to my um, email lately we just found out there was a glitch in it and so I'm going to stick with the email of paul at orthoevalpal.com and uh, we're going to try to transfer that over to our new uh, channel and um, if you haven't seen us on YouTube you need to go check us out um, if you have a topic you want to see on YouTube and you know let's say for example um, the shoulder abduction sign um, put shoulder abduction sign 
Paul Marquis or Ortho Eval Pal in the search bar and that will draw it right to uh, my videos. We're over 260 videos right now and uh, with a lot of educational information and lots of patients with real diagnoses. So make sure you go check us out there. We're on Twitter now at Ortho Eval Pal and um, you know, different ways to connect with us now. I hope that you continue to enjoy the content and uh, I am having a blast doing this. So uh, again, folks, thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a great day. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.